0: The future of the Winnipeg Jets is a little bit murky, but we know that there are plenty of great young talents in Winnipeg system who are primed to start competing for spots over the next few years. As the future core takes shape, there are a number of players that are probably worth keeping a very close eye on. We'll talk about which players might make the cut for the Jets and which ones might be a little further away on tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to today's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, as well as YouTube. Doing so, of course, is completely free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. But most of all, more than anything, we just really love and appreciate your support. On tonight's episode, like I said, it is time to start talking about prospects because the Jets are talking about internal budgeting. And when you have internal budgeting, do you know what that means? Well, draft and develop suddenly becomes a lot more important. And for the Jets, recently they've really had a focus on rebuilding the prospect pool. And I would say that generally speaking... I've liked the majority of their picks. There are a few picks that I found a little bit questionable, but when it comes to other value picks and some players that I think have a high likelihood of actually becoming NHLers, the jets have done reasonably well. Let's start off with the forward core, because I feel like this is probably where the jets may have, um, some of the greatest strength in terms of prospects that they've picked up. Uh, At center, you know, the depth chart is interesting. Some of these guys don't really play center, but technically can do so when called upon. Chaz Lucius has actually played center recently, and generally speaking, looks like a very bright prospect. Um, He's been doing decently well for the Manitoba Moose, but then got sent down to the Portland Winterhawks. Unfortunately, his season with Portland got cut short very quickly, um, and he didn't have a lot of time with the Moose either. Had, you know, a, a reasonable enough pro debut, but I think for a kid at his age who really is just starting to acclimate to this level of hockey, you could tell that there was still some growth for him. I think in training camp we saw that you saw you saw uh, some really bright flashes of skill, a lot of high end shooting talent, great passing and vision. All of that stuff I think is very exciting. Where Lucius might have some issues is if all of these injuries that he's accumulating really start to impact his development. Obviously in terms of like recovery and rehab, that's just one part of the equation, but the time that he's missing, uh, it could definitely have a serious impact on his ability to to kind of find a rhythm and eventually graduate to the next level. I'm hoping that's not really the case because Lucius, for me, is one of our highest uh, potential players, somebody who I think has the IQ, the vision, and the release to be an absolute menace if he's able to stay healthy. It's just, can he stay healthy? You know, he only played like 12 games with the Moose and then six games with Portland, and, you know, obviously that's just not really... Uh, What you want to see for a young guy like him. But, you know, assuming that Lucius is able to stay healthy this coming season, hopefully he can have maybe a a good season with the Moose and earn his way back into the pros. Certainly at his age, at 20, you know, he's still very young. He's got plenty of room to grow, and I'm not too worried about it um, yet, I would say. But I I don't want him missing another half season this year. If he does, that's when you'd start to get a little bit worried about the likelihood that he's able to become a full-time pro. Another player that I think is maybe an interesting one more for the bottom six than anything is Henry Nikkinen. Nikkinen is a pretty large kid at 6'4", and I kind of have pegged him as a potential replacement for Lowry. I don't know that he's necessarily going to be as good defensively, uh, and and certainly his two-way game seems to be reasonable. I think the thing with Nikkinen that I was kind of hoping for was a little bit more of an offensive jump. So far, though, his first few uh, games with the Moose haven't really been super explosive, and I think he's probably not playing, like, the biggest role so far. Uh, I've seen some of his shifts. I think it's, he you know, he has solid passing, reasonable instincts. He'll go into the corners and do some of the grindy, dirty work. But in terms of, like, really high-end skill, I don't know that we've seen it on a consistent basis. Um but hopefully over the next season or so, he's able to round out his game and maybe even fight for a spot out of camp. Uh, he could be, you know, kind of in that Kapari range of player where maybe he doesn't jump off the, the scoring sheets, but in terms of like just being a solid promoter of play and a strong two-way presence, that's what you get with him. He's a good skater at least, so that's nice. Uh, and he can certainly pass the puck. So, you know, certainly not a, a lost pick at all, just maybe not quite as, uh, you know, high-end elite talent as I was hoping for. Another guy that I think would be interesting to keep an eye on is Fabian Wagner. Uh, Wagner, I think, is, you know, obviously turning a lot of heads with some of his uh, Swedish, like, U-20 and U-18 performances. While I would say that is exciting, just be aware that the World Juniors and stuff don't always translate to higher-level hockey. And so far, you know, his... First uh, full seasons with, you know, Lankoping haven't exactly been crazy yet. Uh, obviously, you know, at his age, he's still very young. And I probably wouldn't read too much into the first couple of games at the senior level. He spent a lot more time in the junior level of uh, Lankoping with like their J20 team. So, you know, I think he's put up pretty good numbers down there. Whether he can make that that jump to the pro level this coming season and really earn his spot with a big club, I, I don't know. He didn't have any points recorded for his last senior stint. So really hoping that he uh, can, can kind of turn it around and start to find some more consistency. But also remember that overseas, sometimes they don't trust the kids as much. Now one player that I think has actually earned a lot of trust and will be a guy who I think the jets are going to see turning pro pretty soon is Danny Zilkin. Uh, Danny is super fun. He's a great two way forward, very hardworking. He's got a nice balanced tool set, uh, really solid skating, a really nice shot and just smart offensive zone instincts. A guy who I would say positively promotes play at all times and does a lot of the dirty work to make sure that he's also being defensively responsible. Now, Are these guys necessarily players that I think um, are all going to be super high-end guys? Other than Lucius, probably not. Uh, We know that McGroity and Lambert probably are going to take those crowns first, but I think if you're kind of looking for that next tier of forward guys who might slide into your middle six, these are certainly players who could be legitimate options down the road. Now, there are a couple of other uh, players that I want to talk about, and I'll focus a little more on the defense because... Um, obviously there's a couple of blue liners that have maybe slipped under the radar just a little bit, but before we go any further, I don't want to shout out our friends and partners at FanDuel. Take your first uh, swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets, up to $200. That's right, just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's $200 you can spend betting everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. every day. thank you for rejoining us on tonight's show. We're just talking about a couple of prospects that I think are worth spotlighting. Maybe some guys who have had um, some early developmental issues or are maybe a little more under the radar in terms of prospects to um, be excited about. A couple of guys that I think could start playing more rotational roles or perhaps even start to slide into elevated roles if they really pan out one of those guys that I think hasn't really had a lot of attention paid to him is Dimitri Kuzman. And look, Kuzman, obviously, uh, you know, as like a third round deeper pick, I think some folks are excited about him in terms of his offensive upside because, um, you know, having had a little bit of an unusual track coming from Belarusian hockey, obviously a lot of people weren't really keeping that close of an eye on him. Uh, a lot of the prospect scouts and stuff were reasonably excited about Kuzman. But I think for folks like us, Until he came to North America, he was kind of still a little bit of an unknown. But since uh, joining the Flint Firebirds, he's had a pretty productive last couple of seasons. This year, he had 59 points in 65 games, which is pretty impressive. Uh, Did rack up a decent number of penalty minutes, maybe a little more than you'd you'd hope for. But overall, Kuzman seems to be a really active guy, Uh, very impressive offensive defenseman somebody who I hope has the passing and skating to really get himself out of trouble because we know that, you know, the Jets blue line as it is, is a little bit on the slower side. So maybe Kuzman can uh, slide in on Winnipeg's third pairing on the left side at some point and become maybe even a power play specialist. That's something that the Jets definitely don't have a lot of. And it'd be nice if Winnipeg could really kind of turn that around. Perhaps one of the most exciting defenders though, that the Jets, have in their system that people don't really seem to be paying that much attention to is Elias Salamanson. now if you love defenders and you're very interested in two-way guys who have put up monster fancy stats Salamanson's probably not a mystery to you at all i know his counting stats are going to look a little pedestrian playing for leftia but i can tell you uh this kid has all of the really two-way acumen and, and smarts that you want in a guy who's a really positive shot creator. He's got uh, really gifted edge work. He gets himself into great spaces and uh, good shooting lanes. And while his puck, uh, while, while his release may not be crazy or anything, the main thing that he does is help to generate offensive pressure and allow his teammates to find, you know, better, better spots and uh, really pick apart those lanes. Salamonson's also very hardworking defensively, and I feel like that has um, continued to round out a lot of his tool sets. For me, I think he might be one of the most exciting and underrated D prospects in this group, especially more on the defensive side. I feel like that part of his game is really going to be crucial for the Jets as they try and add more depth to their right side. Uh, Obviously, you know, the right side for the Jets has been a bit of a weakness over the past few years, but Salamonson hopefully can slide in and add some really good almost Sandberg-like impacts. Now, I don't think he's going to be nearly as physical, but in terms of just being a really strong uh, possession-driven kind of player, somebody who can keep the puck inside the offensive zone and keep pressure going, Salamonsen should be really fun. So I'm, I'm excited about him. I think you should be too. And here's the craziest part is that he's playing for Sheleftia and logging pretty decent minutes at the age of 18. So Clearly, the coaching staff trusts him a pretty decent amount, and I think he could be a gem for the Jets of the future. Now, the player that I think a lot of people are mostly hyped about and really excited to see is Declan Chisholm. And Chisholm's a really interesting one, because I feel like Chisholm is the guy that I, I, (laughs) he reminds me a little bit of some of Niku, which, for better or for worse, comes with a couple of caveats, right? Uh, Niku, when he made the NHL, I think we all know, defensively struggled. Uh, Decision-making was kind of an issue. I feel like he sometimes had trouble reading pressure at the right areas. And with Chisholm, I don't know that that's necessarily the same problem that he has. I feel like, though, sometimes he just has some decision-making challenges, especially under pressure. Occasionally, he does a few Neil Pionki kind of things. But the thing with Chisholm that's really exciting is that his attacking prowess is so pronounced. When he's in possession of the puck, he can be kind of a mini magician on the back end. He's got great edge work. He finds good soft spots. He can shoot the puck. Uh, I mean, he's got a great release and he has pretty nice passing. So I feel like there's a lot of tools for him to work with. He just kind of has to work on becoming a little more aware uh, in situations where you know maybe a passing lane or a shooting lane isn't quite as available. Sometimes I think he has a tr- you know a tendency to get himself into trouble, but. You know, for a player who is as gifted individually as he is, I think he has the ability to get himself out of those problems. I just sort of wonder if he ends up kind of becoming like an upgraded Pionk, which if that's what the Jets get, I could see being pretty valuable. But, you know, now he's going to have to really require waivers and fight for a spot, and I just don't know if his game is quite there for me yet. I think think he's getting closer, and I think that there's reason to believe he'll be joining the, the Jets relatively soon. I just don't know if it's going to be this season, but um, he's going to have to kind of sink or swim at this point. I, you know, at the age of 23, you probably aren't going to see a lot more development out of him uh, from what he is now. Maybe a couple of uh, tweaks and clear or uh, cleanups in terms of some of his decision making, but beyond that, I, I think you're probably asking a little too much. So, something to keep in mind, but hopefully, he rounds it out and becomes Winnipeg's. Uh, you know really fun top four defender of the future now there is one more position we should talk about and this one is a little bit complicated because obviously goalies are voodoo and i think if anyone uh has ever seen winnipeg's blue or goalie group you, you kind of know that it's not super deep if we're being honest there's there's a couple of names that i think are really exciting but maybe some guys where I, i'm kind of wondering about we'll dive into that and and what our like goalie depth looks like in just a little bit Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On. Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for rejoining us on tonight's episode. We're just running through pretty quickly uh, looking at some of Winnipeg's goalies now, uh, as we have plenty of prospects to dive into. But obviously for the Jets, um, the goaltending position has been decent, right? We don't have a lot of, of guys who really look to be tracking towards NHL caliber goalies. But Winnipeg does have at least one or two names that I think are really worth getting excited about. Dom DiVacentes, of course, is probably the most exciting name on the whole depth chart. He has been outstanding for the Brampton Battalion. I think a lot of people have kind of penciled him in as Winnipeg's future netminder. And it's not really hard to see why. In terms of the numbers that he's posted for uh, the battalion, he's been absolutely ridiculous. Uh, He had a 919 last year in 48 games, which at the OHL level, is pretty crazy. And, you know, at the age of 19, he's putting up just monster results. Was, I believe, the OHL goalie of the year. Uh, Very exciting guy and somebody who I hope could maybe make the transition to the Moose sometime in the next season or two. Other than that, it kind of thins out a little bit. Thomas Millich, I know a lot of people are excited about. The thing with Millich, um, he's put up really good numbers for the Thunderbirds and for Team Canada. I have heard some concerns about the fact that he has been, I think, eligible more than once, and while he does seem to be a trophy-winning goalie, I do wonder, I guess, if there's something about his uh, positioning or maybe some of his his reads and timings that somebody doesn't like. I'm not a goalie expert, so when I say this stuff, you know, take it a little bit with a grain of salt, but from, from folks who study this position intimately and who have given a lot of thoughts about projectability at the next level. Milich doesn't seem to be as much of a lock as you'd like. But then again, goalies also have really unusual development arcs compared to a lot of other positions. I don't think it's as one-to-one as you'd like it to be. So just because, you know, some of the early assessments make you wonder a little bit, we do know that in terms of like his reflexes and his ability to make some really highlight reel saves, he's got that. I mean, he's very entertaining to watch. And some of his pad saves that I was watching, um, he really does have great flexibility, so he's an interesting one—a uh, guy that I certainly am not banking, um, you know, banking on in terms of becoming like a full-time starter. But maybe he becomes uh, a player that the Jets can ask to become like a twenty-game backup of the future. So something to keep in mind. But I think in terms of players who might be more tracking towards like backup duty uh, in the very near future, askari Salmanen's probably one of the guys who has the inside track. His numbers with the Moose last season weren't fantastic, if I'm being honest. The overall season, sub-900, played a lot of games, kind of surrendered a few more goals than you'd like, but his track record in Liga was very good. So given his size and given his uh, previous results, I think the Jets are going to be patient with him. You know, he's only 23. This was his first North American season. And uh, a guy with, again, his size being a 6'4 goalie who has pretty good reflexes and some smart reads, you hope at some point can kind of put it together and become a full-time goalie, maybe if not at the Moose level, maybe joining the big club at some point down the road. Do I think he is likely to become Winnipeg's starter of the future? Probably not. I think of these goalies that I've mentioned Uh, Dom Nivacentes is probably the one that I'm most looking towards becoming uh, at least the number one in part. Other guys in the system include like Jared Moe, but Moe has seemingly uh, tumbled down the rankings recently. His last season with Wisconsin was not so great, so um, don't know if things are going to turn around for him. But I would say for the Jets goalie depth, I mean, I feel like we have good dart throws and that's kind of where I'm sitting with it. Whereas we have a pretty firm understanding of guys like Chisholm, uh, Lambert, Lucius, and some of these other guys, I feel like the goalie position for the Jets is a lot more of a question mark. So just be patient. I think we're just going to have to sit on our hands and wait until some of these guys start getting a couple of NHL games. Once you encounter that level of competition, all bets are off. And I think these assessments could rapidly change. So Something to keep an eye on, but for now, let's just hope that Hellebuck at least has a few more saves for us before we have to start watching some not as fun goalies. But let me know which of these prospects you're most excited about. Drop your thoughts in the comments below, and any prospects you want updates on for future episodes. But for tonight's show, that is all the time that we have. Thanks so much for making Lockdown Jets your first listen of the day every day. We will see you here tomorrow. So as a you know, once again, thanks again for listening. Have a great night and go Jets go.